Hello, folks. This is Frank, producer of the Honeymooners podcast. I'm here with a little announcement. The audio quality on this episode is a little off. Uh, sometimes you could hear a little crackling here and there, and, and Joe and Louie tend to talk over each other a bit. You could still hear pretty well, but um, just want to warn you in advance that it's not the pristine quality that you're used to. Uh, still, it's here and it's free, so I hope you enjoy. Get your little brother or sister to, to get on the roof and fix the aerial and see if you can make the signal a little bit better for this week's episode of the Honeymooners Podcast. Testing, testing, hot outbound car, one, two, three, four. You want to hear? Are you ready? Make the approach. Plant your feet firmly in the ground. Head down. Eyes on the ball, relax, that's it. Get your left arm straight, your right arm straight, relax. Lower your right shoulder, go! The Honeymooners Podcast. The only podcast that is all about the greatest show of all time. With the stars, Joe Conti and Louis Fats. Welcome, fellow raccoons and members of the Women's Auxiliary. What's happening, all you Hurricanes, Bensonhurst, Bombers, and all you jealous McGarities of the world? You're listening to the Honeymooners Podcast with me, Joe Conti, and my pal, Louis Fats. Winston Churchill was here. The only discussion-based podcast all about the greatest show of all time. We normally record in the non-productive studios in Clifton, New Jersey. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're on iTunes, give us a five-star rating and leave a positive review. And if you just want to listen where you uh, are on our regular page, it's non-productive.com slash honeymooners. And don't forget to like our Honeymooners podcast Facebook page. And what's happening, Louie? Oh, we're at number 35. 35. And our 33 third and 34 board. went pretty good on the on the remote. Um, this is not the studio. We know that. But one of these days, we'll get back in maybe in a month or so. But, yeah. Uh, 30, you know, we're going good. We're going good. We're getting through this. Yes. We got a couple of uh, nice uh, things on Twitter. And they said they a couple people really uh, liked 34. You know, they were like, hey, man, you guys sound fine. Don't worry about it. So. Um, I think uh, we understand that that's just, you know, it's what everybody's doing. And, you know, so it's not exactly the way we used to it or like it, but we're, we're, we're making do a little bit help. Absolutely. And, um, so, uh, we wanted to start off with, we could probably do four episodes of trapped. Oh, trapped just, is great. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> We just do just just episode after episode of Trapped over and over again. Uh, there's just so much great uh, stuff about Trapped. Oh, Joe, I think we've used it like three times already. Oh, yeah. We have one episode. Yeah, it's going to be our fourth. Hey, we're not yeah. done with it yet either. We were talking about that. Uh, <laughs> not even close to done with this oh. one. Say before we could have an whole episode on the pool game itself. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I used to shoot a, a lot of pool when I was younger, so I'm like looking, and I knew that Gla uh, that Gleason was a a very good pool player. He was, uh, they, they said he was an A player, which means he's like 
like right there with the pros. Like that's how good he was. And uh, you could tell Art Carney knew how to play pool because I can. Oh, yeah, by, by his break, Joe, by that break shot. Absolutely. Great form. Great form. You can tell. You can always tell if somebody knows how to play pool because it's always like how they hold. It's just it's it's looking at how they're holding the stick and the bridge on their fingers. The bridge. You can really tell, tell by the bridge. Yeah, and they're both excellent. Especially Gleason was an excellent uh, pool player. So uh, we figured we would start out with a. We think this is this definitely falls into the flub category. Am I correct? Yeah, I think it's a flub. I think so, and it's a it's a good flub, and it's from obviously trapped, and it's a very beginning, and it's what's the um, the guy who's uh, the owner of the uh, the place? Harry's the guy. Yeah, the charge of the pool room. Yes, and uh, we've been trying to uh, squeeze this flub in for a while, but uh, this is Harry's wondering why Ralph is so good on Saturdays, but on the weekend uh, during the week. He's a sucker for every person that comes in. I said to the groom when they took the burnt steak out of the oven, it's as good as done. Well, here it goes for the run. 17. You did it, Brandon. You tied the house record 17 in a row. And now I'm going to hit in the 18th hole and break the house record. You know something? There's something I can't figure out about your game. Anytime you come in here on a Saturday afternoon, you shoot like a champ. But when you play at night, you're a sucker for every guy that comes into the place. And what have you got on Saturday afternoon that you haven't got at night? It isn't what I haven't got on Saturday afternoon. It's what I have got. Norton. That guy will drive you nuts. Now, that he actually, he actually could have just agreed with him and just said, it's Norton. That's what I, I don't have on... Uh, Saturday afternoon. Boom. Yeah. But he reversed it. Reversed. He reverses. He basically, all right, Harry's saying that when he plays on Saturday, he's a whiz because Norton's not there. Right? Exactly. And during the week, he is there, so he's not playing well. And it's not what I have got on the he should have said, it's not what I have got on the uh, during the week. It's what I haven't got. Or, or I, it's so confusing now. It's like what you haven't got. I haven't got Norton on Saturday afternoon. That's why I could break the house record because I haven't got Norton. He says it's what I have got on Saturday afternoon. That's okay. That's it. Yes. He kind of he he switched it around. Yep, he switched it around. And when you're listening to it, unless you're listening for it, you just figure out he's saying when Norton's around, he drives him bananas and. And then you obviously see him do that. Um, and I mean, the pool game itself is is great to watch also. Because watching these guys. It defies every rule of pool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I said, I played pool a long time. And I played eight ball, nine ball, straight pool. Uh, I don't ever remember taking a shot and then just going, all right, your turn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. I always... Uh, what are they? What are they? Uh, really, really uh, polite pool players. Like you can have the table. I don't want you to get too far behind. So why don't you take a couple? <laughs> I heard of house rules, but that's really ridiculous. It's like uh, you know, in uh, when you were a kid playing baseball, if it got to like eleven nothing or twelve nothing. It was the uh, 
the the mercy rule, right? Yeah, the mercy rule. And uh, so they, would they have a mercy rule at the Bensonhurst pool hall? Oh God! Have a couple great kind of observations, or I don't even know what you would call these. They're like these little. It's just like so many things happened here that you could just watch and like. There's, there's screen flubs. Like I'll give you the first one. Okay, now we know it's uh kind of it's, it's winter time because. Martin walks in with an overcoat on. Ralph has his overcoat that's on the uh, coat coat rack, and Norton puts his takes walks in, goes inside. I guess where the bar area is, comes out with no coat on. So apparently, he took his coat, he hung it up inside the other room. Correct. And when they leave at the end of the scene, Norton just walks out of the place without his coat. <laughs> <laughs> when Bibbo's in the in the phone booth. Right, right, uh, yes. When uh, and th there's another thing. It's like, why is a guy who just murdered uh, the night watchman <laughs> roaming around Brentonhurst looking to see? And and what did he do? He didn't even do anything. It's not like he shot Ralph because he, he um, saw them. He just kind of looked at him right behind their necks. I thought he was. I thought he was going to breathe on the back of uh, Ralph and Ed's neck. And then uh, and then. It's in a phone booth, and then left. And then, uh, then they left. Well, I guess, Joe, that he followed them home? Know where he lived? To find out where he lived? I, 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 eh, I'm guessing that it's something like that, because that's when, when they open the door, and he goes, there he is, that's the guy. Okay. That's oh. the guy. That's the guy. But here, here's the thing, too, Joe. Joe, go back to the actual bank robbery. Okay? Now, off the night watchman, according to Norton, says, 5, 530, it's dark out, maybe nobody saw you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's five o'clock. They walk in. I don't know how they got into the bank. It's closed. Five o'clock, the bank's closed, especially back in those days. It's only open to like three o'clock. We own a bank, so they get in, walk off the night watch. Apparently, they got into the safe. <laughs> <laughs> they make, they take off with all the things that they. Now, Danny is probably holding everything because Bibbo walks into the place with nothing. Danny, what? He runs over to Marty, gets in the car, takes off. And meanwhile, Bibbo goes and follows Ralph into the pool room. Yeah, yeah, it's like what kind of robbery is this? Yeah, we just committed a capital crime. We're gonna take off. You go follow that guy into the pool hall, all right? And I'll get into the car to get away with the alarm. With the alarm swinging, <laughs> it's not like not like they did this on the sly and nobody knew it. The alarm's going off. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I know. What they do to Bibbo? Like they just left him out there, hung him out the drive. Yeah, what do you do? Like, he came out of the bank. He made a right to follow Ralph, and and Danny gets in the car with Marty, and they take off. <laughs> Heck is that? Hey, right, listen, me and Marty, we're gonna go and we're gonna get some steak somewhere. Uh, Bibbo, you go on a wild goose chase, and you follow that chubby and skinny guy home. Just get their address, and then we'll go there later. Like, yeah, he got the the, the raw raw deal on that one. I gotta tell you. Oh, oh my god! Saying all this facetiously because obviously, and I don't even have to say it, but I will. It's just to make the story good, to you know, to let the the show uh, do what it did, you know. And yeah. it was great to just sit there and nitpick, and we're allowed to do that oh, because yeah. we love the show. So that's what we do. We because it's basically just it, Joe. It's it's just the theme of the show. Ralph witnesses a bank robbery. No, that's right. That's the way it should be just described. So, 
<laughs> like you said, we're nitpicking these little things, but it's just so funny to do it because it's not very well thought out of, but it's funny. And everything they do is funny. If it was a bad show, like let's just say we're doing a podcast about bad TV shows, right? And now we're, you know, whatever it is, you know, some some show from the 70s. And every week we just make fun of the show and we wouldn't be like two villains. We'd be like, these guys are, yeah, yeah. look, it's family. You know, it's like making fun of your family. We're allowed to do this. We yeah, love we it. It's not like, not like we're ripping apart Wonder Woman. <laughs> we could actually do that very easily. Oh, well, the, the classic line is uh, when she uh, has to hear something far away. She has to move her hair away from her ear. Like the wisps of hair is going to make her not be able to hear something a mile away. So obviously we could we could do that, but uh, when it comes to and plus trapped, I mean we talk about the uh, the overcoach, right? Yes. And and then pool game, like they are not fun. And obviously they're trying to, uh, however they end the rehearsal out to where he's got to get to this certain spot where he can uh, put his. It, it comes down to the cigar thing. It's all about the cigar. He just wanted so that he'll end up um, putting his hand on the cigar and doing the what's the matter with you? Look what you did to my cigar. And then everything starts to go. Joe, if you watch that also with the part where he says, stop blowing smoke in my face. And doesn't blow smoke in his face. But he blows smoke in his face when he's taking the shot. First shot that he misses, the tree ball in the side corner that he misses and he starts shooting. Martin actually blows smoke in his face on that scene. Now, I don't know if somebody screwed up, if Norton's supposed to blow smoke in his face that time, and I'll set it later. I don't know. But if you w- go back and watch it, it doesn't oh, blow okay. smoke in his face. <laughs> I, I didn't even realize that. That's yeah. another, uh, another little thing there. Man, what a great episode. That's another thing that's funny, too, Joe. If you look across the street, I wonder if that's fry tags. A delicatessen across the street. Oh, maybe that's supposed to be uh Man, I know there's, a, there's probably a zillion delicatessens in that neighborhood, but oh, I wonder if that's... It doesn't say a name. It just says delicatessen. I wonder yeah, if that's fry tags. It's supposed to be fry tags, right? <laughs> Where did they come up with it? Is that a real name of a deli that they just took, or they just... Uh, to be honest, I've never heard the word fry tag in my life. Well, Joe, if you, re- if, Joe, if you remember, I was in Germany... I took a picture of the place called Freitags. <laughs> it to you. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> they come up with a German name for a German, no, Freit- Well, German delis, German delis were popular. Freitags, German wow. delis, Jewish delis that, you know, you know the German sounding names, you know, um, very popular in that neighborhood. Very popular. Because they were probably more of a uh, spe- specific type. Like, Back then, they were. There was probably like, look, we got four things on the menu, you know, yeah. and and whenever you go to a place and there's a very limited menu, you know the food is great. Yes. Yes. Whether it's a restaurant, a deli, whatever it is. But that's and this is also probably on one of the. It's probably on one of the main streets in Bensonhurst there. Where the, oh, well, yeah. we say Bensonhurst. It's actually you know around twenty streets, not Bensonhurst. In that area, it's probably on one of the main streets. You'll have your delis, you'll have your halls, and I even think when the one where he gets the haircut, the shave rather, the deli across the street from that too. It's probably the same deli. So. 
next to barbershop next door to the pool. Yeah, everything's on one block. You have the bank, the pool hall, the barbershop. The main street there. Yeah, yeah everything's on the one block thing, you know? it's Everything's right there. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Oh, God. Oh, man. One other thing in Trap that you wanted to bring up. They're back in the apartment, and he ties him up. <laughs> the rope cuff. <laughs> got Norton. He's got Norton and Alice tied up, and he tells him, "Put your hands behind your back." And you know, he's, you know Bibbo says to Ralph, "You know, pudgy, chubby, and pudgy." And all that. I'm like, he's got rope. He's got like clothesline rope in his. I'm like, where did he get this? Would he go on the roof? Not like Mrs. Monacati's clothesline. Like, <laughs> this rope. Really, it's great. Like where do you like what are they magicians on the side and they have rope you know hey listen uh, where where are your keys I'm gonna put them in this hat and I'm gonna make it disappear and turn into a rabbit you know like what are they doing where do they get rope from <laughs> rope and it's clothesline rope that's a great observation oh like, god they got rope oh you know? it's not <laughs> like they're using uh like string or something they're using yeah. rope to tie them up. Uh, you know what Orton says and Ralph is in there with Bibbo and she, you know Ra uh, Alice and uh, Norton are like stop it and yeah goes, yeah what he says there like or something like that he says it, to me it sounds like he's saying you dirty coward you oh you dirty coward you okay you dirty coward you that's what it sounds like to me. It could be I could be wrong. Um, I, I, that's what it sounds like to you. Somebody out there knows what it, what he's saying. Uh, please write us or comment on yeah, our either website. email us, email us from Louis's email, which is uh, uh, yeah, bangzoom1956 at gmail, or just go to our honeymooners uh, page, the 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 fan page, and uh, just uh, post in there what you think he said. But that makes sense. You dirty coward, you. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it sounds like to me. Like I don't know, I could be totally wrong, but that's what it sounds like. That that's it, that sounds like it's either you know uh, close or uh, yeah. right on. It's got to be one of those. Something like that. Well, you want to do? Uh, I have another. Uh, if you guys remember from last week, I um, DVR when I DVR all the honeymooners, so I'm always getting to watch them randomly. You know, and I'm not like watching them order you know it's kind of fun you know you get to just yeah joe's dvr i think we have to call it that or something or joe's <laughs> put that to music DVR. Come up with joe's yeah, like DVR descriptions ridiculous <laughs> descriptions or something um so i have another one first it says the honeymooners and then you know, uh then it, it gives like a, a a one sentence description real quick you know like a title i don't actually give the title All right. are you ready for the actual description Told you, don't tell me what it is. You're gonna, so I don't know what this is. I'll go ahead. I can guess. I, I think you'll know what it is, but it is ridiculous how they describe this. Okay, here we go. Alice and Trixie believe that the secret of a happy marriage is doing things together with their husband. Wow. So this to me could either be okay. fishing trip. Um, at heart. Well, I didn't I think about. I that. don't think it's Alice and the Blonde, right? I think I 
that's interesting because now you have fishing trip. It could be, but it also could be uh, unconventional behavior. And then what'd you say? Young at heart too? You said young at heart. Yeah. Yeah, Alice in the Blonde. There's four possibilities here. Yeah. You know what? I didn't even think about that yet. Alice in the Blonde too. The correct answer is, uh, and the title they call it, Wives Want to Go on a Fishing Trip. Okay. So it is the the fishing trip. Okay. Absolute ridiculous. Yeah. Because if you think about it, it could be those other three that we mentioned besides this one. Could be. Realistically, yeah, you could. It could be. And it just and it goes back to how funny it is. How they're being so highbrow. And I don't know who's putting these descriptions together, but I'm sure the Reader's Digest from 1956 or the TV Guide definitely didn't say. Alice and Trixie believe that the secret of a happy marriage is doing things together with their husbands. Husbands. <laughs> Imagine Gleason seeing that, be like, really? What show is this? Did I do a show? <laughs> what? I blacked out drunk for two years and didn't know I did a whole other season of The Honeymooners? Beautiful, dude. It's great. And I, I'm going to keep checking more and more. <clears throat> oh, you got it. This is like a great fit. This is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've only checked two, and both of them were absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> oh man God. I'm thinking we should definitely do a trivia before we finish up yep, we got, I got one ready for you alright <clears throat> let me get my uh, get, get my uh, get my cap on my hat on because <laughs> you have to do everything with a cap on when it never doesn't work too well <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get my hat and go over there I gotta get my hat and go over there it's the best. <laughs> oh, Joe, Joe, speaking of hats, I was watching um, Oh My Aching Back, which one of my favorites. They go bowling, right? They got the bowling jackets on, and they're walking out when Alice walks in. Goes to the thing, and he puts on his bus driver's hat. Go bowling. <laughs> like, what? I'm like, why? You, what is it with you in this hat? Why would you go bowling in your bus driver's hat? I know. Like, what are you doing? Like, what do you? Wouldn't you want to just like leave the hat alone and go out and not? Oh, that's great. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not a bowler, but you know, I guess the rule I would think is I want to bowl with a hat on. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, it's part of him. It's his hat is part of his head. Everybody else, why would you put your bus driver's hat on while you're on the alley? He walks into the bowling alley there like, yeah, look at the weirdo wearing a, a bus driver's hat on, you know, carrying a bowling ball. Like, what are you doing? He's actually got the whole uniform on without the jacket. Yes, he just takes his jacket. On. He's got his, his pants and his, and, his, and his white shirt, whatever they have to wear. Oh, my God. That's Change too much of that. Last week, we did a little, we did a little bit on uh, Jane Frizzy. Um yes. You're not TV. I'm gonna take the um by the way, question from there. By the way, you were right. The actress who played Agnes, her last name was Z. It's for Z. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird yeah. first name too. A weird name like Tevola or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. But her name is yep. for Z. <laughs> yep, very uh chicken for Z, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Freaking see that chicken? Uh, oh, did I run it? Um, here we go. Here's, this, here's the, uh, the trivia quest. Two-parter, Joe. I know you like two-parters. Okay. Now, after the rhythm on ice, 
they decide to watch something else. What do they watch? I think they watched boxing. Yes. What was the name of the boxing show? Actually has a title to it. Oh, um Fights of the World? I'm gonna give you that Fights of the World. Is that what it is? Yes, it is. It's Fights of the World. Okay, now, okay. here's the second part. Who are the two boxers? Um Axie Goldenbloom. Close. Axie X something bloom. Um yes, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right on it. You're right on it. Um actually, not golden bloom. Actually, oh, you're, you're real close. You're real close. Uh, actually, I I can't think of it. What it uh Rosen Bloom. Rosen Bloom. Ah. Yeah. And I think it was actually Rosenblum and uh, Kingfish Levinsky? You got it. Oh, my God. You nailed that one. Is it Kingfish Levinsky? Kingfish Levinsky. What a I see Rosenblum. Two great names to have. Now, match, you know? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Now, Jackie Gleason was actually friends with Maxie Rosenblum. I read this. Um. Maxie Rosenblum, I think he owns like um, some kind of like nightclub or something like in the L.A. area in L.A. And, and Gleason was a friend of his and used to went there when he was on in the on the West Coast. So was he actually a boxer or? Yes. yes. Yeah, he was. Was. And what about Kevinsky? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I believe he was, too. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool, isn't it? <laughs> I, I didn't know. I just thought he made up names, like just to make them weird names. Oh, you know, yeah, I don't. Yep, no. Like Maxi like Rosenblum is is a Jewish name. That's no big deal. But Maxi was named Maxi, but I guess it, obviously he was a real person. And then Kingfish Levitsky. What a great name! What a great it's, name! It's have. just it's just great. You can't, you can't beat that. Yeah, awesome. He was Kingfish Levitsky. Was a was a boxer. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, I just thought he made up names, you know, just to oh, be. Well, also Jewish, also Jewish. I'm just reading it right now. Okay. Uh, for 19 heavyweight boxer who fought during the 1930s. That is cool. Kingfish Levinsky. Is that something? Oh, that's awesome. Two Jewish guys throwing down. That's awesome. Throwing it down. Throwing it down. How great is that? That's great. <laughs> Oh man! Well, listen. Uh, number thirty-five in the books. Um, like I said, we we you know we, we we repeat ourselves, but we we appreciate you guys sticking with us through this weird time and you know doing this via remote. And it's not going to sound nearly as good, but uh, so far the first two and now this one, we're we're, uh, we're, uh, we're doing all right. You know, I think the shows are yeah. good. And we're still having fun doing it. And hopefully, sooner than later, we'll be back in the studio. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, let me, uh, I just want to thank uh, for the Facebook groups like the Honeymooners and then the Honeymooners Raccoon Lodge, especially with uh, Joy and Brother Norton uh, as, the, as the administrators. And they're great to us. And 
we promote our shows all the time. Uh, the Honeymooners, the classic 39 episodes. And Brother Norton has a couple of podcasts. Uh, you put Honeymooners Trivia, get it. And he also does like a, a, a three-minute uh, episode once a week with one trivia question. I think it's called Thursday Honeymooners Thursday Trivia. I think that's what it's called. But you can look them both up. Brother Norton on um, wherever you get your podcast. And uh, also, uh, I do my other uh, show, which is the Conti and Kenny show every Monday night at uh, 7 o'clock. Look that up. And if you uh, want, I can you can get my uh, DVD or CD right on uh, iTunes. And uh, it's called Joe Conti uh, Happiness. So, uh, Louie, do you want to plug anything? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Now Louis got to just—he's got to, uh, you know, uh, be a little bit more timely with when he goes to shop right or not. Actually, I have to go more now. I, hey, I, you more now. I go, four, I go four times a week with my mask and gloves. So <laughs> <laughs> I right. do is cook. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's one thing we're saving money because we're not going out and eating. That's the only thing I can tell you. Oh boy. And everybody, thank you so much for giving us a listen. For me and Louie, I say night, and uh, we'll see you next time. At all. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.